Friends in Christ, we enter this weekend and all throughout this coming week into Vocations Awareness Week. And so the church is asking us in a particular way to pray for an increase in vocations to the priesthood and an increase in vocations to religious life, that holy men and women would be open to religious life in the church and that God would call many more young men to the priesthood. And so we desire good leaders, good shepherds for the church. With that said, our readings for this weekend, the 31st weekend in ordinary time, actually couldn't be worse for, for vocations awareness. We have in the first reading and in the gospel, bad shepherds, really bad leaders. And so it is the first reading the book of the prophet Malachi. Malachi is addressing the people of Israel in the post-exilic period, so right after the Babylonian exile. The people are being governed by the Persians. The Persians have allowed the people of Israel to return back home to Judah, but they've suppressed the kingship. So they don't want kings to rule in Israel to be in competition with the Persian king. And so in this vacuum of leadership, the priestly class had ascended. And so these priests who were usually servants, leading people closer to God, had come into power and many of them had abused that power. They were no longer offering acceptable sacrifices to the Lord. They were offering up blemished sacrifices. And they were leading souls further and further away from God. And so the Lord addresses them through the prophet Malachi this weekend. says, You have turned aside from the way and have caused many to falter by your instruction. I, therefore, have made you contemptible and base before all the people says, I will send a curse upon you. Strong, strong language. So the priestly class is to be a blessing. God says, I'll turn that blessing into a curse. We come to the gospel, and it's not better. Jesus is addressing the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious leaders of his own day. And he says, you know, they sit on the chair of Moses. They have the authority to teach the law. And you should follow that teaching, as legitimate as it is. But do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. And so they don't live the message that they're communicating. Instead, they had been arrogating, seeking privilege and power. They had made things more burdensome for the people, and not easier. And so how do we understand these readings for vocation awareness? Well, certainly our Lord is asking us in in openness to have humility before him in prayer to seek good shepherds and good leaders for the church. We, We have to ask him and seek that gift from the Lord. And there's a great example of what it looks like 
in our second reading this weekend. St. Paul, in his first letter to the Thessalonians, says, We were gentle among you, as a nursing mother cares for her children. That's leadership. That's the kind of care for God's people that the Lord is asking for, that we should be asking for in Vocations Awareness Week. St. Paul says we work night and day so as not to be a burden to anyone. They worked hard for the gospel in that place. And for that reason, St. Paul says the people received their word not as a human word, but as it truly was the word of God, he says, at work among you who believe. They understood that God's word was coming to them through these good leaders. God, in every age, raises up holy women and men to reform and to renew the church. Constantly, God is bringing more and more souls into his kingdom through good leaders. Back in the 16th century, in the period right after the Protestant Reformation, when the church was in a dire situation, God called many young women and men to give their heart and soul to the reform of the church. One of them is a man whose feast day we celebrate this weekend, St. Charles Borromeo. And so it was in the 16th century, Pope Pius IV was elected to the papacy and created his nephew a cardinal. (laughs) So usually that's called nepotism, right? But his nephew was Charles Borromeo. He was 23 years old. You might say, well, good for him. (laughs) But it wasn't. It was a burden. It was a challenge. Because along with that title, he was given tremendous responsibility that he was named Apostolic Administrator of the Archdiocese of Milan an archdiocese that hadn't seen a bishop in some 80 years. He was named the Cardinal Protector of the Low Countries, which is modern-day Belgium and the Netherlands. He was responsible for Portugal. He was responsible for the Franciscans and the Carmelites, two huge religious orders. And he did his work well. He was effective. He was faithful to Christ. And so he was able to bring about tremendous change for the church. The Pope named him responsible for the papal court. And he was one of the main architects of the Council of Trent. But his heart's desire was always to go to Milan. He was kept from going there because of his responsibilities in Rome. But finally the Pope allowed him to go to Milan and to take over that apostolic see, in earnest. And he loved the people in that place. He loved them, as the saying goes, just as they were, but way too much to leave them that way. And so he challenged them. He implemented reforms that would help them to grow in the sacramental life of the church, to grow in their knowledge of the word of God, to draw closer to the Lord, 
He renewed the priesthood. And many people in the Church of Milan loved him for that. But not everyone. Twice he was shot. So one time the bullet went right past him and hit the crucifix behind him. Another time in his private chapel, he was shot in the back. The bullet bounced off of his vestment and rolled onto the floor. So it didn't enter his body. He was preserved by a miracle of grace. But he was a force for reform in the church in his lifetime. Because he set his heart on Jesus Christ. He was a good shepherd, a good leader. And he renewed the church in that place. Where are the Charles Borromeos for the church today? How are we called to ask the Lord for good leaders, good shepherds, women and men who can help lead the church today and draw souls ever more together and together closer to God? <laughs>